Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? It's Go Tell Lisa Podcast with Lisa Waldron. Hi guys, on This Happen. Guys, I don't know if you know, um, but I recently cut off all my hair not too long ago, right? And all I can remember is that when my son was younger, the I tried to cut his hair as well. And I felt so bad remembering this that the amount of haircuts I have butchered on that poor boy. You know, one I remember in particular, I think the shaver wasn't working or something. And it came out choppy to the point that he it looked like he had patches on his head. And I was like, OMG. Oh my goodness. I can do whatever I want to do with my hair, but eventually it looked so bad that he said the kids and everyone was laughing at him. That particular memory stuck with me because ever since then I was like, even though I was trying to save money and do it myself, I know I'm not particularly good and I needed practice. And ever since then, I just, he never allowed me to cut his hair again. And he always wanted to go to the barber. I don't blame him. So what I've done now is that I've moved on from my son and now doing the dogs because I really cannot take the dogs to the to get their haircuts done at the where they normally get their haircuts done because A, um, money-wise, but not so much money, but because one of my dogs is sick. And just to bathe him, he passes out. So can you imagine if I sent him there and it's a three, four hour time frame when they wash, cut him, trim his nails or whatever. I don't want to hear any bad news or anything. So I'm not chancing it by sending it. Even though there's a hospital near, uh, you know, a vet hospital near where they get the, the dog haircuts. I don't want to chance it because he works himself up into such a frenzy and to a panic attack, yes, the dog has panic attacks with his heart that he just faints, and I don't want that I don't want me to go and pick them up to find out that something bad happened, so I'm just not chancing it at all. So what I did was I was like, "Man, I also messed up the dog's hair every time I would cut it a little bit, I would also in the past, I would end up taking them." to get it professionally cut, you know what I mean? Because sometimes in between the visits, because they don't go every week because, oh my gosh, I'll be broke, broke. Because just to get them a haircut is like over $100, right? And for me to get it done every single week, oh no, that's not happening. But sometimes because their hair grows so fast, it's just a quick trim for me to do at home. And then sometimes when I'm doing a quick trim, I just feel like I want to cut, 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 cut their hair. And then I have also butchered their hair or something a little bit. But let me tell you something. Since my eldest dog has been sick, it took me a couple of hours, guys. But I took my time. The shaver wouldn't work. It was acting up again. I had two shavers, brand new. It was making like a heavy sound. It wasn't being smooth. And I used the scissors and just clipped their hair and took my time. And it actually turned out to be one of the best haircuts they both not one not they both got it was it was tedious and hard to do trying to keep them still and whatever but 
I have improved, guys. I don't think my son will ever let me cut his hair more than to trim if need be, or if even that. But as far as cutting it all off, no. But as for the dogs, um, I have improved. But it's not something that I do all the time. But for my own hair, I just did a video on not too late natural hair where I just took the scissors and just chopped away. But then again, because I love to chop, chop, chop and cut, 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 I had to end up going to a barber. Uh, Big Mike, shout out to Big Mike. I actually had to go to a barber, barber shop and let the guys, one of the guys cut my, the owner cut my hair and shape it up. And then I just went home and washed it. But I just wanted to share that with you on This Happened. And now on to this episode. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Lisa Waldron and this is my podcast and this episode is going to be a little bit controversial, it is hot off the presses and basically I wanted to talk a little bit about it. I didn't post anything on my social media as far as Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, what have you, but I did talk about it a little bit. Um, with my mother today and I said to her that I was going to talk about it on my podcast and as I was looking on Instagram I saw um, Bethany who's one of the former housewives she also posted you know I guess it's a Scorpio thing (laughs) she also posted that um, she wouldn't talk about it on her social media but she would talk about it on her podcast as well well, there's so many feelings going around um, for this major decision that's happened here and towards the ending of June. Um, today is what date? Like the when this decision is made. And what I'm talking about is Roe versus Wade has been overturned. And pretty much um, it is about so many things so many aspects but I'm going to come from it come up talk about it from a different point of view and these are just my thoughts my feelings and there's so much more that I want to say but because I don't watch the news I'm just you know seeing this is posted everywhere about that it's been overturned so let me give you a little history because I heard about this when I was uh, um I think teenager in living in the United States, I've heard of these words, Roe, R-O-E, versus Wade, W-A-D-E. I've heard of that, you know, because they talked about it in school. Didn't hear much about it, you know, whatever, whatever. So let me just read a little bit in case you don't know and listening from another country and probably don't know. But this is according to Wikipedia. And it says, Roe versus Wade was a landmark decision of the United States Supreme Court in which the court ruled that the Constitution of the United States generally protects a pregnant woman's liberty to choose to have an abortion. The decision which struck down many U.S. federal and state abortion laws fueled an ongoing debate in the United States about whether or not to what extent abortion should be legal, 
who should decide the legality of abortion and what the role of moral and religious views in the political sphere should be. It also shaped debate concerning which methods the Supreme Court used in this um, constitutional education. Um, so this was brought about by... So the case was brought, brought by Norma McCovey, known by the legal name of Jane Roe, who in 1969 became pregnant with her third child. McCorvey wanted an abortion, but lived in Texas, where abortion was illegal except when necessary to save the mother's life. Her attorneys, Sarah Weddington and Linda Coffey, filed a lawsuit on her behalf in United Federal Court against her local district attorney, Henry Wade, alleging that Texas abortion laws were unconstitutional. A three-judge panel of the United District Court of the Northern District of Texas ruled in her favor and declared the relevant Texas abortion status unconstitutional. The parties appealed this ruling to the Supreme Court of the United States. So in January 22, 1973, the United States issued a 7-2 decision holding that the Due Process Clause, the 14th Amendment, da-da-da-da-da, provides a da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, which protects a woman's right to an abortion. But the court also held that the right to an abortion is not absolute and must balance against the government interests and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So on and so on and so on. You can read it for yourself. But that's the gist of it. So that's how Roe versus Wade came about. I don't know the ends of out of why she wanted the third child to be aborted versus all of them. Or maybe she was, I, I don't know. Um, but like I said, I've always heard about this in school, you know, when they talk about the government and the, and the laws and social studies and all this kind of stuff. So I've always heard it. Right. But I grew up a Christian, like, you know, like abortion is not a good thing to do, right? Because you're actually um, killing an unborn fetus and what have you. However, it wasn't until I worked um, for Blue Cross and Blue Shield when I was younger and I did a lot of claims and stuff. And in my young 20s, I learned that um, there is a thing called DNC, right? And with DNC, it is pretty much, because um, <clears throat> I didn't know um, what that was, but it is a dilation and cutterage procedure, also called a DNC. It's a surgical procedure in which the cervix, your lower narrow part of the uterus is dilated, extended so that the uterine lining can be scraped with a curate spoon-shaped instrument to, re to remove abnormal tissues. But also in the DNC is that, like I said, because I worked for a health insurance company back then, I saw lots of um, medical claims that came through 
as far as what the coding was and whatever. So I learned at a young age that, um, because you know, a lot of stuff I'm not privy to until you come into it or whatever, but DNC actually happens. It's almost like a, uh, an abortion kind, but because some women actually were pregnant and sometimes the egg of the pregnancy gets caught in the fallopian tubes. And if you don't take care of that, both the mother and the child can die. So in situations like that, that is a medical necessity. Trust me, it's a medical necessity where they have to have a surgical procedure to remove it. And it's called a DNC, which is a dilation and cartilage procedure. So from a young age also, I knew that abortions were wrong. And I also knew that there are situations which will require you to um, remove the baby, it's sad as it may be, because it is in a position or something in the woman's body that is causing a life-threatening um, incident to occur. So I wouldn't have known that if I didn't work for the health insurance company. And maybe I would have learned about it afterwards. So like I said, I would see many claims of, you know, different sicknesses and disease and stuff that would come through. And I would see quite a few of the DNCs and then somebody explained it to me when I was younger and stuff like that. So I also knew in my mind that if it was a medical necessity, I can see why it would be medically necessary for um, that procedure to happen. So what's happening now in today's world in um, 2022 is that the Supreme Court, which is like the highest of all the judicial court system, has overturned the Roe versus Wade decision that was made, which I just read to you. So um, let me see if I can get like an update of what they said now. Um, so there's lots, until I get that up, um, there's lots of, um, um, protests. There's a lot of people angry right now, um, because it is looking like, it's looking like it's more of a control thing. I have my views on it and whatever, but there's, like I said, there's lots of protests and rallies going on across the United States after a divided Supreme Court eliminated the constitutional right to an abortion, overruling the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision and leaving the question of abortion legality to the states. The court's decision in Dobbs v. Jackson's Women's Health Organization upheld the law from Mississippi that bans abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy, roughly two months earlier than what has been allowed under the Supreme Court precedent date back to Roe. So now it depends on how far along in the pregnancy you are that some people were probably questioning. And in siding with Mississippi, the court conservative majority said the Roe decision was... um, erroneously wrong in recognizing constitutional right of an abortion. And this is reading from the Wall Street Journal, guys, that I'm reading this from. 
and basically it's sparking um, demonstrations across the country. People feel like um, this is just the beginning of them controlling the woman. Um, so I kind of get my news a little bit from TikTok as well, right? Like I listen to some videos and stuff, but at the end of the day, I have my own opinion, right? And this is my opinion, guys. Nobody, nobody can tell me what the F to do with my body. That's number one, right? Nobody. I do agree that it is a control issue. Well, let me go back to nobody can tell me what to do with my body. I am an adult right now and I can think for myself. I can make decisions. Thank God for myself right now. Right. Unless I'm like elderly and even if I'm elderly in a nursing home or whatever, whatever, let's hope that we all have our senses where we can still think and do stuff for ourselves. But I do agree that this is some kind of control. First of all, why out of every single law that has been passed and overruled, why in 2022 would you go back to this particular law of all the laws to overturn? Why not do something about the guns? That's killing off that people are buying to kill off more and more people in this world. Why come after the woman and what the woman can choose to do to her body or not to her body? You know what I mean? Like I said, everybody has their own beliefs and their own way of thinking. And you know what I mean? There are situations that may cause you to get an abortion. It's up to you. But... For somebody to decide that, and by the time they decide, it's going to be, I I can, my my thoughts are all over the place, but I know exactly what I want to say. But I'm trying to be politically correct as well, to say that. I feel, this is the beginning of. More, horrible stuff to come. If that makes sense. It doesn't make sense to me that. Out of the blue, you're picking this one particular law. Why this one particular law you wanted to overrule? Out of all of them, why this one? You want to know why? Because I feel like it comes back to the drug and food, the FDA, the, the Food and Drug Administration. I think the underlying bottom thing has to do with the drugs in this world. What do I mean by that? Well, if you're saying that you, a person cannot have an abortion, so basically you will then create more abortion pills, not abortion pills, more um, contraceptive pills, right? Because people don't want to be hassled or bothered like, like, let me protect myself is like, the men wear the condom to protect themselves, but which doesn't work all the time. So the women will probably take like a contraceptive. There's so many contraceptives out there for a woman to take that so she cannot get pregnant. And sometimes it doesn't work. So basically, 
who benefits from this overall ruling? A it's the hospitals and doctors and it's the the people who make all of these medications. That's what I feel. Who is behind this? It doesn't make sense to me when there's so many other important stuff right now. In, in other words, think about this, people. We're, we just came off the tail end. We're not completely off 100%, but we just as a world, not even a country, because this is only happening in the United States, but as a world, we just came off a major, major pandemic where plenty of people have died, right? And people are starting to come back out, attend restaurants, build, build back their homes, their families, their lives, whatever the case may be. And the first thing out of the blue is that you're going to go back to a, a decision and ruling that was made back in the 70s to overrule it, to get the people all hyped up and worked up about it. It doesn't make sense. Am I the only person that feels that way? Why not create a law or overrule? I wonder how many things they did overrule. Like, like how many cases, I'm curious, like, how many cases have actually been brought to the, to the Supreme Court since the Supreme Court has been in existence? How many cases? Like what? Over 150,000? I'm just making up a number, guys. Let's say it's 150,000 cases that couldn't be handled on the, on the state or city or judicial court system and therefore had to be appealed so much to the Supreme Court level that's going to affect all the states or whatever. Let's say it's 150 cases that has been brought to the Supreme Court. So of 150,000 cases that have been brought to you, you're going to pick one that you've already made a decision on how many ump years ago to overrule. Why? Instead of approving reduction or more stricter laws for the guns or taking um bad um what you call it bad cocaine and you know all that kind of drug and stuff off the streets or something to do i i i would need to do more research on how many cases have been brought um to the supreme court You've been listening to Go Tell Lisa Podcast with Lisa Waldron, where you can find new episodes each week by typing in Go, the number 10, followed by L-I-S-A. Go Tell Lisa Podcast can be found on any podcast app. Don't forget to tell a friend, give a rating, and subscribe. So guys, I just looked it up. So each term, I typed in like how many cases brought to the Supreme Court justices. Each term approximately 7,000 to 8,000 cases, new cases are filed in the Supreme Court. This is substantially larger volume of cases that was represented in the court in the last century. Wow. Wow. So then somebody said, how many cases make it to the Supreme Court? And they're saying that the Supreme Court agrees to hear about 100 to 150 out 
of more than 7,000 cases. That, In other words, there are new cases out there, guys. New cases. So if they get 7,000 to 8,000 cases and they only agree to listen to 100 to 150, they're not even looking at the seven or 8,000 new cases. But you want to go back to something in the past to correct it? Well, why not? If that's the case, then we need to be, as black people, reprimand, not reprimanded is the right word, um, not reprimanded, forgive me, not reprimanded. We need to be, it, it starts with an R though. We need to be, I can't find the word guys, but we need to be reprised maybe is the word. We need to be given back retribution kind of style. We need to be given back all of the money for all, we need to be given some kind of um, settlement or something for all the wrongdoing and prejudice acts that have been done and all the injustice and wrong killings that have been done to black people and minority people throughout the years. How about that? How about that? It doesn't make sense for me who has been born in Jamaica came to the United States when I was younger. I am a United States citizen and I have lived here for the majority of my life in the United States and it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. And the reason why I sound like this, guys, is because all of a sudden my allergies have been acting up. I'm allergic, like some kind of dust or something and my left side of my um, face is acting up like my hay fever allergies are acting up. Maybe it's just all the stresses of the world also. It just doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't make sense to me. Who can overrule the... So then the question is, who can overrule the Supreme Court? Article 5 of the Constitution allows Congress to amend the Constitution by two-third votes. Obviously, they already had the vote, and apparently it was a 4-5 split. No, it's just a close vote that either some didn't vote or it was such a... Listen, all I have to say on this subject is that follow the money. Who benefits from this decision? From this decision that has been made a decision on how many ump years ago? Do they think that the people who they made the decision for or that generation have all died off or something that they wouldn't remember that because this is a new generation now that they would just go along with it. I don't understand um, the decisions that are being made here. There's so many, um, I don't know. I don't know, guys. I don't know what to say. But I stand... um, I'm trying to type in like um supreme um I'm basically it says can the president fire and replace the um nope the supreme court justices serve for life unless they resign or impeach and remove from office. Yep. And guess how long the supreme court has been there? It's since the formation of the court in 1790. That's how old it is, guys. 1790 was when it was formed. 
and they uphold the final decision um, of whatever it is that they're deciding on. And they serve on their court. In other words, they have that job for life unless they are impeached or unless they, um, you know, resign for whatever reason because it's a lifetime job. So basically, they make the ultimate decision in a lot of these cases. And I'm just wondering, like, what is up? Like, what is going to be their next decision that's going to have everybody up in uproar again? You know what I mean? What are they going to do? There's so many things going on with the schools right now. I grew up in Jamaica where it is mostly like... um, When I grew up, we wore uniforms... Um, I did attend a private school where we read our Bible, sing our hymns, you know, it was very religious, you know, a lot of Jamaica is religious based, you know what I mean? And, um, and that being said, you know, we have a different mindset on how we think about certain things, but at the end of the day, I have no right to go and tell another woman or another family how to live their life. We may have opinions, yes, but at the end of the day, they're going to do what's best for their family or what they feel they need to do. You know what I mean? And I get it. Like back in the day, a person may have gotten an abortion and they probably live in an area where they it was so religious and they couldn't get one and they snuck off to get one. And they were butchered by a doctor, a person who pretended to be a doctor and didn't know or have the skills to be have an abortion, and therefore they still ended up messed up and couldn't have kids, or or they ended up dying or whatever the case may be, all because of fear of what society is gonna say to them, because maybe the woman was raped, maybe the woman, um, you know was in a bad relationship, maybe it was an accident that she got pregnant, whatever the case may be, um, a lot of it is fear, you know, or they don't, they know it's going to be a bad situation if they bring the child into the world. I don't know. I'm talking from all aspects of, of who's involved here and, you know, what's going to happen. But a lot of the cases, but it's still their right, their body to do and to make the right decision. I can understand when Roe versus Wade came into play, it actually said that they have a right to choose to do the right thing for their body because it was also like a safety mechanism kind of to say that if you wanted an abortion, you can go to a professional who is skilled at doing it and to do it properly kind of thing. You know what I mean? But now that you overturn it, it's like we're going backwards, like you're saying... If a person feels out of desperation for whatever one of those reasons are that they need an abortion or whatever the case may be, and um, what's going to happen? You know, I didn't even research. What's going to happen if a person wants an abortion? Are they going to lock them up? Are they going to put them in jail? Like, are you just going to say no? And then if you say no, you're forcing that person to have a child And then I just feel like 
if you force a person to do something which they really don't want to do, children are a blessing. Let's get this right. Children are a blessing, but not everyone is fit to be a parent. And being a parent is one of the hardest jobs in the world. And I'm going to take it from another example to say that let's say that a a person is strung out on drugs. I'm just saying hypothetically. Let's say a person is strung out on drugs and they get pregnant. And maybe a part of their senses say say to them that they want to get an abortion because they're strung out, whatever the case may be. I'm curious, like, does anyone know what the fallout is going to be? The fallout is going to be that now the child is going to grow up into a drug area or the child is going to be now in the foster system, which is already crowded. We're bringing more children in into the world that may or may not. I don't know. I don't know the answers. I'm just saying what's the first thing that comes to my mind with this decision. Or is it that nothing really is going to change? Like, I just want to know what happens if a person wants an abortion that's not deemed medically necessary. What's going to happen then? So basically, you're saying that you're forcing the woman to have a child. What if the the, the lady, the woman is told that she cannot carry the child, but it's past a certain term because you're saying that maybe it's legal if it's a certain weeks or months but suppose it's past that but you won't let her get an abortion and then it's past that then what so then you're killing off both of them it doesn't make sense when I am looking at some of the cases that they've had um a lot of it has to do with the education a lot of it has to do with uh, school, um, a lot of it has to do with somebody that doesn't have an attorney, um, a lot of it is school-related equal protection rights, um, uh, let's see here, so much laws that does, it doesn't make sense. It's about police interrogations and and what and what. Um, A lot of it is suing the police department. It's about students and loudspeaker system. Um, Stop and frisk. Like the violations with that. Uh, It's... The president is not above a law. Certain law certain school vouchers. There's so many cases and so many things that people want into law. But like I said to you guys, I have so many thoughts on this, but I also, because it is, I haven't been following up with it. I understand. I understand a couple of weeks ago, it was a big discussion because it was on the table of the possibility of over, of possibly being overruled. I haven't really spoken to a lot of people about it or whatever. Um, I know some people were upset about it, and now today its decision is final. They have overturned it. I've seen lots of protests. I just want to know, like, what's going to happen now? 
And I actually am curious because I'm sometimes an analytical person, guys, and I'm actually curious, like, was there an increase in abortions in the past couple of years or something? Like, how many abortions actually do happen in the United States? That's what I'm curious about. That's not deemed medically necessary. Let's say that a person just wants an abortion. How many of those cases are actually... Um, out there in the world? Was there an increase or something? If there wasn't an increase and if the numbers are lower, then why now? I mean, just leave things as it is, or there's so many other things that um, if you want to get everybody back on the religious aspect of doing the right things, um, then there's so many things (laughs) trust me so many things in this world that could be done better you know what I mean because um somebody wrote uh let's see how many abortions were performed in 2021 um the abortion in okay let's see there's a statistics page right here um let's see guys a slow yet steady pace yep a look at the change in number of legal abortions in the united states since 1970 it has been a low it's from 1970 to 2020 it has been declining so this is why i don't understand this is why I don't understand, guys. It, the numbers don't match up to what's going on. If the abortions has been on a decline, then why even change it? It doesn't make sense. So then I found another table that has like the year, each year, and it has um, <clears throat> induced abortion and uh, CDC abortion. I don't know why they have two different things. But anyway, um, believe it or not, get this, in the 1980s to 1990s, late 1990s, there was over a million abortions, induced abortions, over a million. And the numbers have decreased a little bit. It's been decreasing every single year. That's why I don't understand. If it has been decreasing, then why go around and turn it around? I don't get it. But yeah. Well, when more information comes out, let's see. Now that it has been passed, let's see if the numbers changes. Let's see what happens with the Food and Drug um, Administration. Let's see what happens with the hospitals, the insurances, whatever. Because now... We already know that the insurance, I know because I've been, I've, you know, done insurance for a long time, both medical and the other one, you know what I mean? So I know that with, even let's take the medical, for example, they're so tricky in regards to what's covered under your plan versus what's not covered. You know what I mean? It also depends on if you select that service when you paid for it during open enrollment time. 
You know what I mean? And then they're so tricky as far as, okay, this is covered, but this part is not covered. And then you're going to pay for it out of pocket. So then it all becomes a money thing back again. That's why I said it boils down to money, people. It boils down to money. Like I said, there's so many things that we can change in this world. But I don't know if this was a priority to begin with. If the schools are unsafe and there were cases being brought to the Supreme Court, why not tackle and overturn those cases and put in more safety mechanism for the schools to protect the children? If that's the case, then shut down all the schools and let everyone homeschool. I'm all for homeschooling where possible. You know what I mean? It doesn't make sense. But we all have our thoughts. We all have our opinions. But all I know at the end of the day, I am a woman, was born a woman, am a woman, am a strong woman, and there's no way in hell anybody's going to tell me what and what to do with my body. You understand me? And then what's next? You're going to tell me that I can't wear my hair a certain color? I can't wear earrings? How many earrings are am I allowed? I can go back to olden days and dress conservative where I'm burning up hot or cold or whatever the case may be. It's up to it's up to a woman to put on whatever they want to put on. There's some women that like wearing long dresses and stuff and whatever. I totally get it. But like I said, this is all new. I haven't been watching the news. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what the real reason is or whatever. But I'm going to be doing some research and I'll probably come back in episode 10 and give you probably an update of where things are. If not, it will probably be in the next season. But guys... This is food for thought, you know what I mean? If this is the beginning of more changes to come, how is this world going to look like in the next 5 to 10 years? Hmm. Like I said to my son, I feel so sorry for your generation and generations afterwards because it's like, I don't know. There's so many things that we can come back to. I think that we all need to come back to the word of God. I think we do need to come back to the Bible. I think it starts within our households, not the Supreme Court or who or wherever else. It starts within our own homes to find that peace, that joy, and that love and understanding in our homes. And once we have it in our homes, we can spread it little by little to everybody else. Does that make sense? I don't know, guys. Um, just take it one day at a time. Be strong, my sisters out there, my women out there. Be strong. And hopefully, it will get turned back. Hopefully, there are no more changes that impact a woman. And I don't know why they're coming after the women first. Because there's too many women versus men? I don't know. It's because the women are the decision makers and stronger? I don't know. Why this one out of all the cases? Until next time, take care, guys. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and give a rating. And listen, until next time, peace, love, bye.